Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of CJ and the Duke. As always, I am your co-host, Robert the Duke Fedoric. And I am Corey, CJ Wesley. This episode is brought to you by Magic Mind. Magic Mind is the official productivity drink of CJ and the Duke. And believe me, four o'clock on a Friday, definitely thinking about productivity. It is a magical elixir is about the best way I can describe it. And at the start, I used to try and replace coffee with it. I now keep it beside my coffee. It's a little plastic shot bottle that they give you a daily dose. And it just makes me feel great, man. Just get me into a real natural flow state where I feel like, you know, I get that 10 o'clock, just whoosh, you know, the coffee wakes me up. I get a little jolt of magic mind in there. And I'm telling you, man, just flow state for hours. If you want to try a bottle of magic mind, go to magicmind.co slash CJD. That's www.magicmind, all one word, dot CO slash CJD. When you're there, Use the promo code CJD20 and they'll get a 20% off your first order. All right, our second sponsor is Clear Sky. Clear Sky is the better way to IGA on the ServiceNow platform. IGA stands for Identity Governance and Administration. And you take one look at this app, and my first question is why the heck isn't this on ServiceNow, right? So ClearSky is a team that has taken all the industry best practices over all those years, and they've built them in a new, fresh product on top of ServiceNow, where all your other workflow applications are. It just, it makes so much sense. So it's a better way to IGA on the ServiceNow platform. The links are going to be in the description below. Please check them out. All right, Corey, what are we talking about today? All right, Duke, today... We are talking about. <laughs> oh man, this is going to be Wait, a controversial this is a PG-13 topic. Thirteen warning, right? <laughs> this Absolutely. Episode, yeah, you don't want your kids listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is the episode where we might lose our PG-13 label, but we're, we're going to go for it anyway, right? Do so it. today, Duke, we're talking about how work is bullshit. Work is bullshit. Yeah, it is. When like, you come down to think of it, right? I love the work I do, but there's all kinds of work. Real. <laughs> I do, man. I just had a coaching session that uh, I love the work I do. Seriously. Yeah, but there's, see how he said it like three times now. I don't know who he's trying to convince. You guys are him. Hey. <laughs> so listen, it's that work around the work that I'm trying to do. That's the bullshit part, right? Like, have yeah. you ever been like a new hire and you couldn't start working for like days because there's just stuff that wasn't done yet. You know, Duke, it is bullshit, honestly, when you get onboarding onto a project, right? Like there's so much work that's involved and getting you onboard and integrated into their systems, right? And most of the time that work that needs to be done isn't documented very well, isn't laid out very well. The, the sequencing of it is off. And there's a lot of back and forth. There's a, did this happen? Did that happen? Did they send you the thing? Oh, they're sending me a laptop. You were sending you a laptop. I don't want your laptop. Great, because we didn't send it. You know, it's, it's all of that kind of stuff that goes on around just getting onboarded onto a project or, yeah. or a job that really underscores how much bullshit is in the work before we even do the work. That's right. And it's not just onboarding. It's just getting right. the stuff done that needs to get done so that I can do what I have to do. And, Absolutely. you know, I, I was on a, a contract once and for the first half of the year, I'm not one of their employees, so I can't go onto their SharePoints or do whatever. And so they're like, well, you got to be on our VPN. So we're going to send you a laptop and blah, 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 blah. And it's just, 
it never arrived. And so what that did was it just multiplied my efforts. Right. Like it just added that much more friction to my efforts because it's like, oh, Robert, didn't you see the document? No, I can't go to your SharePoint site. Remember? (laughs) (laughs) And so days later, they're sending me a hard copy over email. And that's bullshit. That is bullshit, dude. (laughs) And this is all just to help us understand ServiceNow better, right? What is ServiceNow? What is it? What does it do? What is it for? This bullshit. I I just got hired. I can't work because I don't have the right things. Or I'm a consultant and I need to access this resource. I don't have it. Or think about all the types of work we can deal with now. And and it's just like, you think about just, just initiating the work is bullshit. Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking about that as you're talking, right? And, you know, I know this isn't only um, in the onboarding process, but I have never had the experience of getting to a place, sitting down, logging in with account credentials and having like ServiceNow automatically pop up in the browser with the status of every single onboarding task in queue, right? Like how cool would that be? Mm-hmm. It's the first problem I solved and we didn't get everything, but we got a whole lot of it. And 14 years later, it's still a big, huge thing to build. Yeah. But that's because getting on board is bullshit, man. There's lots of stuff to do. Anyways, that's just, that's just one, <laughs> that's just, just one part. Yeah. If you took a look at that bullshit patty, right? That's just one facet of the <laughs> bullshit diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. At the end of the day, once you get onboarded, there's a whole nother level of bullshit that you got to navigate your way around or through, right? And nobody comes out smelling like roses after that, right? Everyone's frustrated and pissed off. There's so much lost lost productivity. And you just end up in a situation where when you look back on it, you can see all of those inflection points where something should have been done differently and Mm -hmm. it wasn't. And you think to yourself, if you have any experience with ServiceNow, why aren't we having ServiceNow do that? Which leads us to scene two. <laughs> <laughs> when you get onboarded, it is to do something you're good at, right? You're, you're, right. you're, you're to meet some objectives about the organization. But you know what? What's bullshit? <laughs> Organizing your work is bullshit, man. Like I know what I'm good at and I need a list of things, you know, put in front of me of, of all the ways you need me to do that stuff. But without platforms like ServiceNow, like how else would I figure out what to do? Because it's email. basically, oh yeah, man, let's just use email as my to-do list. And then yeah, you graduate I mean, to calendar and your calendar looks like, <laughs> like a million I mean, what tiny could go wrong? rainbows, right? <laughs> a million of them. <laughs> what could go wrong if you store all of your to-dos in email and you have to search for them every time you want to look for them, right? Yeah. Like what could go, what could possibly go wrong? Oh, you know what? Why don't we store all of our really important stuff in deleted items? That sounds great. It, yeah. I mean, <laughs> especially with the volume of email you get, right? Like all that important stuff you're supposed to get done yesterday is now pushed down a page lower, which you never get to. Exactly. Right. That's BS. And then it's maybe I got a good memory, but nobody's got that good a memory. No. No, I mean, you know, we're not a, not a bunch of uh, Dr. Um, Reeds around here, right? With, yeah. with total and complete recall, right? Like, I mean, you're going to drop something eventually. And, mm-hmm. and if you drop it in email, man, is it hard to find? You drop it in service. Now, on the other hand, right, it's a lot easier. Native search tools, organization, filter this, show matching. Man, let me tell you about filter this and show matching. Oh, my God. Like, those are my favorite features on the platform <laughs> by far. I swear to God. So simple, but such a productivity boost. 
I I find myself in every list, any in any app or user interface with a list, instinctively looking for uh, right click show matching, right click filter out. You know, and if oh man, it it just annoys me how this not has not become a thing across applications. I mean that's BS. Yeah, even if you graduate, you know, you go up the maturity level, and it's like it's not email, it's not my memory, it's not my calendar. Like what else? Excel? But then who owns it? Where is it? Is it centralized? Can everybody see it? Nope. No, you can't. It's bullshit. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit, it's, man. It's, it's bullshit. Nobody can see it. Nobody That's owns right. it. Oh, and somebody's going to change it and somebody's going to delete. Oh, we've got a conflict. Pick which version of this spreadsheet you, sh- you should save, right? Oh, there go all of the last five to-dos you put in that, in that spreadsheet, right? It's all bullshit. You can't run an organization like this effectively. There is so much lost productivity here. And it, it, it really pisses me off when I start to think about it and start to talk about it. Because, you know, when you bring in folks, employees or consultants, what have you, doesn't really matter, right? When you bring these folks in and you say, okay, you need to do this job and you need to have this done by that time. And you've got all this lost productivity in the middle you're effectively condensing those deadlines unknowingly. Yep. And, and that's bullshit. Like if I, if, if you want it done in a week, give me a flat out week. Don't give me a flat out week where I got three days waiting on people to do things. Right. That's yeah. not a week. That's a two day deadline. Which brings us to chapter three. <laughs> <laughs> Sequencing work is bullshit, man. We all work in teams. And I think most of us can see that everything we do is part of some other higher level initiative, right? Yeah. And especially let's say onboarding is always that great example because there's like 40 things to do and I might just be task three of 40. Yeah. But how do yeah. I know that? You is don't. Some, like, is somebody going to email me every time I have to do something? I'm next in line. What if that falls off my my page? Yeah. Well, if you got something else to do, what if they, now you've got a, a P1 and this onboarding thing is another thing in your queue. And I mean, I don't know, man. It's like, it's, this is all like insight, insight, right? Like a lack of insight is bullshit. You, people need to know at what stage and at what queue and what part of the process their piece of work lives before and after they get it. And if you're the person that, that the work is being done for, you need to have that, have that information at a glance so that you can then report up status as well. Right. This is all about status, all about tracking work without necessarily creating more work. Right. Like, so, Duke, if you have a thing that depends on me doing the thing and I'm backed up and I'm trying to get to your thing and then you email to get a status on where you're thinking when I'm going to be done with the thing to pass it to you. Do you think now that it's going to take less time for you to get the thing or more? Right? Yeah, well, I've just added work to the system, haven't I? By asking yeah. you where you're at on this thing, which is going to exactly. take time for you to like, you're going to have to duck out and figure out, oh, Rob needs an answer. Exactly. So now I got I got a task shift, right? Like I got a complete mental shift of what I'm doing to think about when I can deliver this for you. That's and then the, I got it. That's the sorry. worst kind of busy, isn't it? It is. I'm busy, but it's just like, I know three times today I'm going to be asked about some other initiative that I'm just not on top of. And yeah. not even because I'm not, because I'm a bad resource, but just because there's so much of it. Absolutely. Right. Because there are two different types of people who do work in offices. There are people who do work and then there are people who manage work. The people <laughs> who manage work don't quite understand that that 30 seconds or that five minutes or 15 minutes, however long 
it takes for me to actually answer your query, they think that's negligible. However, if you're one of the people who's actually doing work, that context shifting takes much longer than it looks like on the label, right? Like I might get you that answer in 30 seconds, but it costs me a half hour of getting back into that flow state. Yeah, totally. You know what? That's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that is total bullshit. And I've been there. It's fine. And, you know, working from home, as most of us do now, I've got family and wife and kids and stuff. And, you know, have have one of the kids come, you know, and and tap me on the shoulder to ask me something. Asking, hey, dad, can I get a glass of water? Like, um, Mm -hmm. sure. Thanks. But now I have no idea where I was in this complicated workflow I was designing. So let me test it a few more times and figure out where it breaks so I can get back to where I was. Right. And, and it's not their fault. I'm, I'm their dad. Of course, they're going to come and ask me questions. But it just illustrates how something as simple as, you know, taking your eye off the ball for 30 seconds, for a minute, for five minutes can completely throw a bullshit monkey wrench in where you were. And if there's insight into these things, right, if a person who's asking you for the task to get done can actually ascertain that information themselves, then they don't have to bug you. And your task for them gets done that much quicker. It just reminds me of project status functionality in the SM suite. You know, I've had people on the ITSM side say, well, why would I write out a project status? Well, so that they don't ask you all the questions that you're putting into your status report. Exactly. Leave me alone. I've got $8 million of CapEx to get across the finish line here. Thank you very much. Dude, so this reminds me, right? Like, so I was helping someone, I was talking to someone online and they, they were having a, an issue. And they said, you know, my manager is a micromanager and I, I, I don't have the option of leaving the team or the job. Help me. What do I do? I said, well, you got to micromanage your micromanaging manager, right? That's what it comes down. So what you do is you bombard them with project status, you know, meeting minutes, agendas, homework, the whole nine yards, right? You just completely supersaturate them with information, right? So they know exactly where things are at every mm-hmm. at every, every given moment, right? And that, that typically satisfies their underlying control mechanisms, right? That, that are, that's forcing them to be over your shoulder all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Because micromanaging is bullshit. So what you want to do to prevent micromanaging is to build a system that produces statuses, then those statuses automatically go to the people who are interested to save yourself bullshit. <laughs> like this, this is, yeah, oh man, I, I, you know, this don't, I'm, I'm, I'm a little wound up on this dude. Because... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just want to like maybe take this moment because I think some might say we're preaching to the choir and this is what we know, but I, I want people to realize it's a feeling place. Like we can explain to our blue in the face, optimizing your resource allocation and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, eh, people can understand that. Sure. But people right. feel bullshit. People go after work out for happy hour, or at least we used to do happy hour, but you go for happy hour and you talk about the stuff at work. That was bullshit. The stuff that's stopping yes. you from, from exceeding, from excelling. And that to me is what ServiceNow is about. So if you're if you're one of the new people coming into the ServiceNow ecosystem, this is a great episode for you because I think sometimes you're told, oh, ServiceNow is an application for building applications, any application. Well, kind of, but what is its sweet spot, its sweet spot is dealing with these bullshit paradigms of work. Yeah, I like that. I want this this done because it's bullshit. I don't know all the stuff I need to do because it's bullshit. I don't, um, when were we on? I don't Uh, know if I'm supposed to do my part in this sequence or not because it's bullshit. And there's all kinds of other facets of bullshit or not. But just this can blend in with our episode on just build something, right? 
Yeah, man. Because what do you build? Well, just think about your own life, your hobbies, your family, yes. your the other jobs you've done. And just think about the real bullshit parts of those jobs. Anything that requires me to manage it is a, is a candidate for an application for me. That's right. That's, Anything that's I mean, invisible is, is a candidate for me. Okay. There's not a thing that says I had to do this. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But My thing is always trying to abstract and automate, right? I want to abstract and automate as much stuff as I can so I don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. The stuff that I do need to think about, I can afford those mental processes to think about it, right? Those cycles. I can utilize them in a better way. It's, it's the same way whether or not it's my personal life or my work life, right? In my work life, I'm thinking about tasks. I'm thinking about how can I automate project statuses to my clients? How can I automate documentation? Things like that. And my at home, I'm thinking about how can I make sure all my bills get paid without me having to actually think about yep. it. Yep. Right. <laughs> well, like, but don't you see like that? That's how it all comes together. Like you can't automate it until you can see it. Right. And put it in a database that where it is seen. So it's like the problem we all had years ago was that I get this paper in the mail. Right. Right. And then right. now I got to like, okay, I put it on the stack of bills. And then at some point in this month, we're going to go through the stack of bills and pay them. Right. God, but that sounds horrible. That sounds absolutely. It do, dude, it let me. It, right. <laughs> I mean, and we live in a world where we can easily just scan these things, have the scanner tell a database, here's a thing that I scanned, use all the optical character recognition. Is this company, is this amount of money? Send an approval notification to my phone. Do you want to pay this now? Yes. You know, yes. Or, or a lot of these places have websites now or apps where you can pay via the app or whatever. But I'm building that. Exactly. Uh, but, <laughs> but the thing is, it, the first thing is make it visible. Yeah. So that I know I have to do it. And then you can talk about how can we make it easier to do this? Like you might build a workflow legit. Your first workflows in service now could be, hey, listen, take this file, copy it to the SharePoint site, do something insultingly manual. <laughs> do. But Wait, that's so better than not having it visual at all. Exactly. Then chop down the automation tree. Absolutely. Right. And, and with some of the, with some of the things that, and that we're building out now on the platform with like RPA mm -hmm. and, uh, and OCR, there's a, that ability now to do some of the stuff that you literally just talked about. Right. And as you're talking about it, I'm thinking about the knowledge keynote where this, uh, where the OCR was showcased and I'm just like thinking, wow, okay, that's like great use case. And I'll, I don't know. So I, I'm, I don't know if I'm a, a weird, you kind of unique use case, for ServiceNow, but I always think about what ServiceNow can do to help me in my personal life, right? And yeah. and, and and that's largely because, like I said, I want to have less uh, of my mental cycles devoted to managing these mundane tasks and more devoted to my family, right? And doing things that I actually enjoy to do, right? So that means less paying bills, more having fun. And, 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 and being immersed in a ServiceNow ecosystem, I can see all of the bullshit on the consumer side that has failed to find a solution. And so yeah. when we get back, you know, on the, on the work end of it, though, right? Like, it's the same thing. Like you said, Duke, you can't fix it unless you actually make it visible first, right? And, and fix means, you know, automated or fix might mean writing a workflow around it. Fix might mean doing communication with it. Whatever the case may be, if it's invisible, it's going to slide through. And that's going to be a, that inflection point that doesn't get caught. That's going to cause folks to say at this point in the process, this is bullshit. Yeah, man, I hear that. And if you're a ServiceNow builder, maybe you're an SE, like if you work in ServiceNow, I would just encourage you to like, 
in every aspect of service now. Just take a step back and, and say, this exists because something is bullshit. Let's take, I just, like, something you said made me think about event management, Corey. Okay. Like, we've spent gazillions of dollars on making our infrastructure such that it tells us what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And we have all yeah. kinds of applications and infrastructure and all this stuff that is capable of throwing a flag up and saying, hey, something bad happened. Right. And there's still customers that don't have that connected up to their ServiceNow system. Yeah. So there's basically like, think about a football game where there's a referee throwing flags up everywhere, but nobody can see that dude. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> stuff is going wrong all over the place. And <laughs> that sounds like a comedy era. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I'm not saying that this stuff doesn't get done. There's some true heroes on the infrastructure side just reacting to this stuff and doing stuff. But it's not like a fully integrated experience into ServiceNow. A, a red flag was thrown on this critical piece of infrastructure. That critical piece of infrastructure is on the payroll system and uh, payrolls tomorrow. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> Man, I, I have been chasing this for the better part of a decade, right? Like, so I've got IT background. That IT background encompasses things like this uh, infrastructure. I ran a network monitoring solution way back when, right? So event management and trying to get that in the end smart system built has been like my unicorn solution, right? That I've been chasing for years yeah. because I want that event ingestion, right? I want that to flag in service now. And I want whatever that flag to be, to be automatically prioritized and kicked off to somebody to either handle or be notified about or what have you, right? Like I want all of that to happen without somebody having to do something. As it stood, the best I've ever gotten to when building these solutions out for for a number of different reasons is you get the events in the service now, you get a button to click and turn that, that event into an incident, mm-hmm. right? You might have some rudimentary um, ability to tie that to a, ultimately to a change or a problem or, or an outage, right? But never the full automated gamut that I've always envisioned, get the event that the printer's down, something somewhere in the instance spawn uh, ingests that kicks off a, a flow that restarts the spooler using PowerShell, right? Like that's what I want. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I have been doing this for a long time, but as soon as I came up with that, like work is bullshit narrative, it's made so much this stuff so much easier to explain. Yeah. So much easier to explain. Like you do that whole start with why thing and like tell yeah. me about your objectives. And But I think if you just take it from a place of feeling, a place where your senses are insulted, <laughs> you know what I mean? You, uh, you, you, that's, that statement is very like Matt uh, Matt Berman-esque, right? Like Baron, yeah. <laughs> like Baron-esque, yeah. And, you know, because that sounds a lot, uh, something, a lot like something he said in terms of like, how does that make you feel? Right. Like yeah. and if that makes you feel bad when you're doing it, you're doing it wrong. Right. The, the, the process is designed wrong. Right. No kidding. We're humans and our emotions are incredibly powerful. And I'll bet people make emotional decisions far more than sitting back and assessing the variable inputs and multivariate analysis. And you know what I mean? People are yeah. wanting, they want to go with their guts. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Like and the whatever. gut typically doesn't steer you wrong, typically. Anyway. Seriously, get a good gut instinct. But all the young crew coming up and they want to know how to like, how do I get a seat at the table? How do I grow? How do I grow? How do I grow comes down to producing better outcomes. But if you want them to realize the path you can take them to value, you have to associate it with some kind of sense offensing bullshit part of their life. 
Yeah. Why don't you want this? Do you want to be that kind of, I don't know, pick your poison. Why don't you want to install ITBM? Do you want to work on some bullshit 30 year old implementation of Microsoft project where you like nobody in the organization has visibility into what things are up for project selection, how those projects are being sized in shape, how those projects are going to be executed and where they're going to get the resources from. You don't want that visibility. Man. Because everybody that you want to work on the projects are already in service now. And fine, all the data. Do, fine, do it the bullshit way, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, Where's that project server? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me log into that thing. Oh, God, no. No, dude, you're, you're, but you said something, Duke, about like all the folks, you know, coming into the ecosystem now and trying to make their mark. And how do they do that? And, you know, I, one of the things that I think ties in a lot to the fact that this is all bullshit is talking to your customer to figure out precisely where the bullshit is. I think in technology, there's often talk about talking to your customer if you want to make your product better. And, you know, a lot of tech guys don't like to talk to people. You know, I'm sorry, tech folks don't like to talk to people, right? And so you end up in these situations where you're building something that's scratching the itch that you think people have, and it turns out to not be a line, right? The same thing happens in enterprise IT or in, in any organization, right? Look, this, this is all of what we're talking about here right now. Talk to people, figure out what the bullshit is, and then fix the bullshit. All right, should we? did we just about cover it? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I think we covered it and then some. Uh-huh. <laughs> So if you're one of those people who wants to know what's so good about ServiceNow, think about what's what kind of bullshit you deal with anyway without it. If you're yeah. new to ServiceNow and you want to start forming good stories, crafting good narratives, just think about all the bullshit stuff that people deal with every day when it comes to initiating work, organizing their work, sequencing the work, automating the work, governing the work, integrating the work, right? all the things we preach on all in all about and get to that deep emotional reaction, that sense offending reaction that the word bullshit is the only way to describe it. Yeah. If the users of your system don't have a bullshit moment, then I can guarantee you they're not using your system. All right, folks, this has been CJ and the Duke. Thanks for watching and we will see you on the next one. Bye. CJ and the Duke is hosted by Robert the Duke Fedoric and Corey CJ Wesley. We are both freelance vendor agnostic ServiceNow experts who can help you in three different ways. If you want a true consigliere in your corner for your ServiceNow implementation, if you want to tell your customer story on CJ and the Duke, or if you want your brand in front of the largest independent ServiceNow podcast community, check the links below for how to contact us. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.